All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by IIFL Securities, India's leading broking firm. Good morning. We're back after the midweek market holiday and there's lots to tell you about. This is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. The Federal Reserve yesterday lowered the rate on one of the tools it uses to help control its benchmark, even as it left the overall target range for the Fed funds rate unchanged. Fed officials decided to lower the interest paid on excess reserves by 5 basis points to 2.35% effective today, although policymakers kept the overall target range for the Fed funds rate steady at 2.25% to 2.5%. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell described it as a small technical adjustment that doesn't reflect any shift in stance of monetary policy. In fact, he played down recent weakness in US inflation as possibly transitory and gave no indication officials were weighing an interest rate cut despite pressure from White House and Wall Street. Perhaps as a reaction to that, US stocks fell along with treasuries while the dollar advanced. The Nasdaq and Dow ended lower by 0.6% each, while the S&P 500 lost about 0.75%. So that's going to have a bearing on markets this morning too. As of this moment, the Kospi is higher by about 0.2%, while the Australian benchmark is down by 0.6%. Remember, the Japanese markets are shut all of this week. In news back home, at least 16 people, including 15 security personnel and a civilian driver, were killed in an IED blast triggered by Naxals in Maharashtra's Gadchiroli district yesterday. The team was on its way to inspect some 25 vehicles that belonged to a road construction contractor that had allegedly been torched by Naxals earlier in the day. Market regulator SEBI has ordered the National Stock Exchange of India to disgorge 1,000 crore rupees for having violated stock exchanges and clearing corporation regulations. It has ordered similar punishment for two of the exchange's former leaders, Ravi Narayan and Chitra Ramakrishnan. Now, Bloomberg Quince Sajit Mangat spoke to the MDN CEO of NSC Vikram Lemaye about the nature of the co-location case, the penalty that was levied and a lot more. So do look up the website for that entire interaction if you're interested in finding more details. In other news, the goods and services tax collection for March jumped to its highest since the rollout of the nationwide sales tax. The mop-up for March rose over 10% compared with the same period last year to 1.13 lakh crore rupees. Approvals sought from the Reserve Bank of India to raise foreign debt or external commercial borrowings surged in March, according to data released by the central banks. Firms took approvals for $12.18 billion in foreign currency borrowings. Of this, $7.69 billion was under the approval route, while the remaining came under the automatic route. Do look up the website for the story that will give you much more details. 
NBCC, which was awaiting government approvals for its bid for JP Infratech, now wants its bid to be considered, even as the Committee of Creditors has started voting on another offer. The state-run developer received approvals from the Department of Investment and Public Asset Management and the Ministries of Finance and Housing and Urban Affairs. On the 29th of April, NBCC wrote to the resolution professional saying that it is still interested in bidding for JP Infratech. In the banking space, gross bank credit grew by over 12% in the financial year ended March 2019. That's the highest rate of growth in five years. Incremental credit rose by 9.4 lakh crore in FY19 compared with 5.8 lakh crore in the previous financial year. And finally, the United Nations has designated Pakistan-based Jaish-e-Mohammed chief Masood Azhar as a global terrorist after China lifted its hold on a proposal to blacklist him under the Security Council's Sanctions Committee. Now, we've been telling you for a while about foreign inflows into equities. It turns out that foreign institutional investors have bought over 72,000 crore rupees of Indian equities in the last three months. To look for the story on the website for more details. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. We're back after a break. How are we looking this morning? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. The SGX Nifty is currently indicating a negative outlook. But we're in the midst of the earnings season. No Nifty num- companies will come out with numbers today. But a couple of larger mid-caps, MRF, Kansai, Nerulak, LNT Infotech, Hindustan Zinc, Loros Labs, Bandhan Bank, Dabur, Radico Khetan, Tata Power, all these companies will report numbers. Among the three larger companies that reported numbers, Britannia and TVS Motors came out with numbers which were in line with estimates, while Ambuja Cement disappointed. In terms of numbers which were strong, Raymond, India Cement, Zensar Technologies, Future Lifestyle, DCM Sriram and Container Corp, all of them reported strong set of numbers, while weak set of numbers were reported from Ajanta Pharma, Grah Finance, Canfin Homes, Shopper Stop and Everest Industries. The auto sales numbers have started trickling in. Disappointment as far as Maruti is concerned. They sold a total of 1.43 lakh units. The estimate was 1.52. Aisha Motors sold 62,800 units. The estimate was 66,000 units. So that's a disappointing number. As far as Escorts is concerned, also a drop of 15%. Total sales of tractors were 5264 units versus uh, 6186 units last time around. Atul Auto, however, reported a 22% rise as far as their auto sales were concerned. In terms of other stocks that you need to watch out for, Lupin in alliance with Natco Pharma received the US FDA approval for Bonsentan tablets. DHFL meets the repayment obligations which were due on April 30th. NSC to introduce FNO contracts for LNT Infotech, Emphasis and PNB Housing from 31st May. LNT now holds 19.96% stake equity share in Mindtree after as on April 30th as per the exchange notification. Embassy office REITs is in focus. They say that the Four Seasons Hotels in Bangalore will commence operations from 1st of May. Cochin Shipyard signs a contract for construction of eight watercrafts for the Indian Navy worth 6,300 crores. And Mercator Alliance will sell its large carrier for $27 million and say that the proceeds will be utilized to reduce debts and other liabilities. And in terms of bulk deals, Goldium International will be in focus. Ramesh Damani acquired 3 lakh shares at 85 rupees per share. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you will be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely day.
I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 